welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I am David Bax. And thank you for listening. David. Yes. How you doing? I'm, an, I'm doing great. Uh, I feel like this is a, a bit of a throwback episode for one very specific reason. I have a list? No, I had a uh, Tommy's, uh, original sure. Tommy's Chili Cheeseburger right before we recorded, which I, you know, we've been doing this show for 13 years yeah so uh it's yeah like probably right around 13 years yeah so i am not 24 years old anymore <laughs> i am 37 years old and so i don't eat chili cheeseburgers from tommy's as often as i used to but i yeah. used to have them so we used to record when we first started at my apartment on canyon drive not the mm-hmm. fancy one in beverly hills right sorry that's for angelinos only yeah um um, yeah, not the fancy one in Beverly Hills, the uh, certainly nice enough one sure. uh, near Franklin village uh, in Hollywood does the job. Um, and, and so if you know the area, you know, there's a, a Tommy's at Hollywood and Bronson, which is only about a block and a half away from that, from that, uh, that, that place. And so I would eat there all the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember early ep- episodes of battleship pretension talking yeah. about Tommy's and how it's a sort of la chain that i've become very close to and i like now yeah. i don't eat anymore but you live very near to one i just never go yeah uh but i because you're a grown-up yes but i treated myself to a chili cheeseburger before we recorded and i feel fucking great <laughs> it's so good it's, um but i can't do it all the time so uh yeah i'm feeling great about that uh i'm also tyler i'm really excited for this movie the hunt <laughs> now what it's, is this film well my understanding the first is i'm hearing of it it's the most talked about movie of the year and no one's even seen it yet, which isn't true. People have seen it. Yes. Um, but uh, you and I were both sort of, I don't know, bemused by the the ad campaigns for The Hunt? Yeah. Now, I'll say this. When The Hunt was announced and I saw the trailer for it, I was very excited to it's see why, it. Back in 2019. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, I was very excited to see it. Yeah, me too. It's, and it's Craig Zobel, right? Craig, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, good cast and a concept that I thought was intriguing. Um, but of course everyone got mad at it, like for, for different reasons. Mostly dumb, mostly dumb. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. We, yeah. We don't need to rehash all of this, Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, uh, it universal pulled it Yeah, out of respect for victims of gun violence. Right. Yes. Because but then there was all, there the was also people that were on the right that were criticizing the film because they said like oh this is all about people like killing uh, like uh, Trump supporters and right. uh, that sort of thing which means they either didn't bother to watch the trailer or watched it and are too film illiterate or trailer illiterate to understand that the liberal yeah. elites at least in the trailer are the bad guys yeah I, I, I this is what I, I was, didn't want to rehash. Yeah, I, I was on like I did a real good job for a long time staying out of Facebook arguments uh-huh. with VidAngel being the only one. And invariably, the arguments I get involved with uh, are they have to do with either conservatives or Christians not reading movies right uh-huh. uh, and, and not approaching them in my way, in my opinion, a way that is uh, respectful. Um and yeah, just the sheer number of them, like I'm in this Facebook group for like Christians and it tends to overlap with conservative and, um, and the sheer number of them that just got it so wrong. I, and I was like, Oh, what are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. It's like, I'm excited for this. I think it's, I think it's going to start all kinds of interesting conversations. Uh, but it, all it did was start an argument there. Um, um yeah. So anyway, but 
the basically the the upshot here is that Universal pulled the movie they're out of a sense of respect. Yes. You know, there's been some gun violence recently. This isn't something we want to show in, right. uh, in, in this sort of like satirical, you know, lighthearted or whatever, uh, uh, terms. And then now cut to what? Five months later, I think about Is it six. Just that? Um, I can feel like it was supposed to come out in September, October. Um, okay. And now it's coming out in March. Uh, and now their thing is, like I said, the movie that everyone's talking about, the most yeah. controversial movie. They're like <laughs> steering into the controversy, yeah. which it, it feels, it, it, I mean, it feels like they're talking out of both sides of their face, which they, they are. It's yeah, it definitely feels as though they're trying to, because you can't say like you even instinctively adopted a voice uh-huh. as you, it's like, it's like the movie that's too like, and there's this attitude. It's like, it's so, it's so fucking badass yeah. that no one could handle it. Meanwhile, are you hardcore months, enough exa- to see the hunt? <laughs> exactly. Meanwhile, a few years ago, uh, years ago, a few months ago, uh, it's just like, Hey, you know, this isn't the right time cut to months later. She's like, Oh, you didn't think it was the right time. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. Yeah. It. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, we're laughing about it here, but I also kind of think it's kind of gross. I do think that it's, it feels like, yeah, you described it perfectly. Like both sides of their mouth. Uh, and just like, yeah, they're trying to, you need to pick one, you yeah. know? And like you can release, you can release the hunt later. That's fine. But just have your campaign just be the movie and yeah. just have yeah. it be a regular yeah. campaign, but trying to like, I don't know. It just feels very wrong. It feels disrespectful provided that they were doing it out of respect in the first place, uh, which who knows if they actually were, they just, whatever. But, um, yeah. And maybe this was the plan all along. Maybe, maybe. Anyway, I want to tell you, Oh wait, do you want to go first? Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so this episode is brought to you by The Killin' Floor, uh, which is the new album by Jackson Harper, the artist formerly known as A Horse and His Boy. Co-produced by Ryan Michael from Dallas band The Room Sounds, The Killin' Floor is a raw, intimate, yet ultimately epic tale of love lost and wisdom gained. Through 11 songs and one brief anecdote, Harper weaves together lyrical themes of heartbreak, longing, anger, death, resurrection, and joy, presenting them in a stark acoustic style that recalls Johnny Cash or Towns Van Zandt. The Killin' Floor is as well as Harper's Music City Exports EP is available for purchase on iTunes or streaming on Spotify, Apple, and all major platforms. So if you want to check it out on Spotify, uh, just go to battleshippretension.com and you will see a graphic on the left-hand side for the killing floor, and that'll take you directly there. Uh, yeah, uh, Jackson Harper, it's a, it, I like his music. Yeah, I think it's, it has a nice uh, rawness to it that I usually appreciate. And uh, yeah, so check it out uh, on Spotify. Uh, I will do that. And I'll listen to it on my tweakedaudio.com earbuds. If you're asking what that is, uh, tweakedaudio.com is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a, in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. Uh, this week, Tyler, I've been listening a lot to the new album by Bad Bunny. Um, it's uh, uh, a ton of fun. It's I can't stop listening to it. Uh, it makes me want to. It makes me while well, I'm sitting at work listening to my tweakedaudio.com earbuds. I'm kind of dancing in my seat sure. a little bit. It's really good. It's also. Uh, uh, an entirely Spanish language album, um, which is good because I'm trying to learn Spanish. I'm going to Argentina in the fall. Um, uh, assuming that the, all the borders in the world aren't yeah. closed by then. Um, and then I, you know, um, still upright, but, um, 
so I'm trying to uh, trying to learn Spanish, and so like I'm trying to pick out what I can from Bad Bunny. But what will happen is I'll hear like even like a song title. I'll be like, I don't know what that is. So I'll like look up the word, and even Google is like, what? And I'd, like I'll <laughs> dig a little deeper, and it's like, oh, okay. So he's this is like a slang term that's very specific. Yeah. To like it's so it's actually not probably the best way to learn spanish yeah um listening to bad bunny but it's, it is a great way to get your groove on so um i do like this version of google it's like what yeah <laughs> what are you talking about it's like <laughs> incredulous and exasperated <laughs> uh, uh yeah that's more of an ask jeeves um <laughs> response um i say that's that's jeeves um <laughs> All right, uh, but it sounded great on my tweakedaudio.com earbuds, and they're, av- they're available at a low, low price at tweakedaudio.com, but if you use the offer code pretension at checkout, you get one-third off that low, low price and no shipping charges. So please go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code pretension. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Have you ever watched uh, that Mitchell and Webb look? Uh, I've seen I've seen it here and there. I certainly know the famous Are We the Baddies sketch. Yes, that's a good yeah. one. Um, but uh, they had this thing, and it was uh, where they had like little movie. I would, they weren't not even parodies, but it would be the posh version of movies. And so there was one that it was posh jaws and there's a rowboat and there's like uh, an upper, an upper crust, like Englishman and his Butler. And he goes, he goes, oh, I say, do you mind, uh, you know, shoot, uh, shooting that shark? And he goes, right. Oh, sir. And then they go posh jaws too. And he goes, Oh my, there's another one. <laughs> That's good. So, um, okay. Now, uh, before we get into the topic, uh, I did want right. to remind everybody uh, that Battleship Pretension is putting out a book, uh, not anytime soon, because before we write it, you, the listener, need to tell us what we're writing. About uh, what we're writing. About. What we're writing. You're, not, you're not literally like ghostwriting the book for us. That would actually be pretty helpful. Uh, so if anybody <laughs> yeah, wants to just wrong. send in chapters. Um, but uh, yeah, so here's what we're doing. The book is about the top 100 possibly 101 movies oh, right. of the 2010s and uh so here's what you do you send you email this to me and me only because uh, we don't want to be in a position it's happened before where like somebody emails something to david and not to me but i'm the one compiling everything so uh send it to me tyler battleship pretension.com and what you're doing is you're picking movies uh domestic international whatever you want uh may uh release uh in the 2010s all right so uh you'll send did i already say 15 i can't remember if you said it okay i think you so did. you'll be you'll be selecting 15 movies please rank them with uh 15 being the least and number one being the most of course the the highest um so yeah please do this by april 15th all right so you do have some time to compile these yourselves. I know it's hard to like take 10 years worth of movies and uh, put them into a list of the top 15, but, uh, but I want you to do that. And uh, when we, uh, when we 
on, on April 16th, I will tally everything together. We will have the definitive list. And then uh, David and myself and uh, our writers will put the book together and uh, we will be releasing it later this year. Yeah. We will not be re- revealing the list. Uh, we'll only be revealing it in book form. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we, you know, aside from my own uh, top 15, which I submitted already. Oh, um, I guess I should do that. Yeah, but that's the thing is uh, the only, as far as like the list itself, I guess you and I make judgment calls when it comes to ties, but outside of our own 15, we're not, yeah. you know, we're Scott not might uh, have a say in that too. Sure. Uh, but but yeah. don't send your list to anyone, but anyone, but Tyler, but Tyler, but Tyler, yeah. uh, it will be tossed peace and love, peace and love. Do you know that, no, uh, that? that video of Ringo Starr, that YouTube video of him saying, don't send me any more things to sign after the 20th of October. It will be tossed. I am too busy. I have too much to do. Peace and love, peace and love. <laughs> <laughs> That's delightful. Um, but yeah, so we're really excited about the project and a lot of people have sent their, their, uh, their lists in. And so I've been tallying as we go. And in some ways it's about what I expected in other ways, not. Uh, so I'm very excited to see the, the finalized list. Um, and I'm excited to, to write about it as well. So, uh, so yeah, thank you very much, uh, everybody. And, uh, we'll, we'll remind you for the next several weeks. Yes, we absolutely will. Um, well, you know, what's going to last longer than the next several weeks, Ooh. uh, <laughs> the 2020 election, you, know you don't have to do that, right? Like <laughs> you can just say, Oh, we have a topic and, and it's now not for that. something completely different. There yeah. you go. Um, the 2020, uh, presidential campaign and, and election, which is well underway. We, uh, uh as Californians, um, just voted uh, mm-hmm. a couple days ago. Um, I think people are still in line. Uh, not really, but they were in line very late. My wife actually, uh, worked at one of the, mm-hmm. at our, at our neighborhood, uh, polling place and, um, ended up being an 18 hour day. And that's, she left because she had to work in the morning. People yeah. were still there counting ballots. The few, I, I guess some people, uh, sign up to volunteer and then don't show up. So they were like only had about a third of the oh, staff wow. that they were supposed to. And they had these new, there's new machines now. Did you, did you do vote by mail or did you, uh, I didn't vote at all. Oh, you missed out on some really exciting local, I'm sure. local races and referendums. I'm sure. Um, it's not just the, just no, the primary. No, I know. Uh, I just, uh, I feel bad that like I, I usually, I usually pay attention to that, but, uh, okay. this time I was, uh, very busy and I feel bad cause there are, there's been a lot of stuff going on that uh, I feel passionately about. Yeah. Well, they, um, uh, these new voting machines, when it, once I got one to one that worked, mm-hmm. it was, uh, really cool. Okay. Um, but, it, uh, they, h- half the machines didn't work and I was there in the morning, I guess more of them shut down over the day. And even my, so you get a blank ballot that just has like a QR code at the top Okay. that, so before when the person who hands it to you has, linked your name to that QR code, your voter, you know, your, your, your name to that QR code. So then when you go put it in, the machine reads that code and then whatever you vote on that ballot, that's blank. When you put it in is attributed to you and then it gets printed out and all your selections are on it. Okay. Um, but the first ballot that I got the QR code, the print, there was a printing error and the QR code was too 
blurry for the thing to read. Hmm. So I like, was trying like three times to put it in and it was like, can't load your ballot. So I asked the lady volunteer, not my wife. Yeah. She was at a, a table, but uh, the lady volunteer who was walking around. I was like, this isn't working. She was like, oh, you're going to need to get a new one. You see, it's uh, the at the top. It's all fucked up. <laughs> Which I thought was a funny thing. Uh, I don't know if she would have said that if I were... 30 years older sure, than I am. Sure. But, um, anyway, she said it's all fucked up. So that meant I had to go back to get another one, which means they have to void the first one. Cause that QR yeah. code is associated with my name. So they have to yeah. void that throw away a perfectly good piece of paper because of the one QR code. Um, or not just throw away that to like set it aside yeah. in the pile to be destroyed and then print out uh, a new one. It took too long. And, uh, so yeah, that's why my, why my wife was there anyway. It wasn't fun, but, Movies about camp election about campaigns, political campaigns, yeah, tend to be fun. There's a lot of them. I, I don't know if it's. I, there, I think there's there's a lot more than I realized. By the way, when I was yeah, doing, I realized that as well. And so, what that made me think is, I'm not you and I aren't the only people who find these movies to be fun. Yes, uh, they make them. They make them a lot. Um, I don't really know what where to well to start, and, and I want to specify that like what we're talking about, we're not talking about just like general political movies or movies about the president or Congress or anything like yes. that. Like Mr. Smith goes to Washington, and doesn't like really I play in. I didn't put all the president's men. I put on, all the yeah. king's men. I did because there, the there is yeah. that. But and uh, yeah, there are some that are like I. I put just on the list, I put taxi driver on the list. It's not really about a political campaign, oh, sure. but that's kind of that. central to the story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so yeah, there's, there's some that are like tangential. Oh, and you know um, what? Now that I, Oh, now I feel dumb. Cause I didn't put Nashville on there and that's, oh, I a, didn't that's, a, Nashville. that's a big one. Uh, yeah. even though we never actually right, see we, the yeah. candidate and is he's a candidate not, or is he? Yeah. He's a candidate. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, and I forget like it's, it's a third party candidate oh, okay. and yeah, it's, well, it's three names, right? What's it is. And now I, it's like, I, I was going to say Hal something Phillips or Hal Philip Walker. I Hal believe. Philip Walker. Yeah. Wow. All right. Get closer. Um, I was going to say Phil Alden Robinson. I'm like, Nope, that's a director <laughs> who made, I think the sum of all fears. Um, okay. Um, so yeah, I, we can, we can jump all, all around here, but, um, yeah, there's the ones that are tangential and then there's one, I put on a movie here that I'll talk about real quick because I know you haven't seen it, even though I think you'd really like it. And it actually came up on our recent Patreon episode, okay? which is the Chilean movie. No, which right, is yeah. about a campaign, but it's not a campaign for a person running for office. It's a campaign for a referendum. Oh, okay. But it's still, to me, it's still a campaign. It's still, sure. it's from the point of view of the essentially ad execs. Mm-hmm. Actually he is an ad exec um, who is, designing the sort of, uh, the, the PR or whatever for, for this, the, the no campaign. Um, really, really great movie. I think, and I really think you'd like it. Yeah. Um, I remember when I saw a trailer for it and it looked really good and, and yes, I absolutely, uh, that counts. Um, I do think that, uh, so I want to talk a little bit about primaries. Oh, but real quick. Okay. Before we move on to that, because there are movies, cause that, this is my dividing line here. Like a movie like no is okay because it's about a campaign for a referendum, but that is going to be voted on by the public. Mm-hmm. I didn't include say Lincoln, which is also kind of a movie about campaigning. Sure. But it's all like internal. It's not going out to the public. So to me that didn't count. Right. That didn't it's, count. it's a different type of campaign. Yeah. Like this is all with like, 
Washington insiders. And, you know, it's about like whipping the votes, uh, which yeah. is a different, a different situation. But also plenty of fun. I know I, I like the movie more than you do, but uh, yeah, the, just the, you know what though? Like I, of it is fun. since I saw it, uh, and this happens every once in a while, the stuff I didn't like has kind of melted away and the stuff I do like has stuck around. Yeah. I wish I try to, uh, I, I've been trying to be cognizant of in the present, trying to identify those movies yeah. that I don't like in the moment. And, and then I go back. Like, I think one, uh, I, I've talked about this before, but Ingrid, Ingrid goes West is a movie that I was like, mm-hmm so put off by the way the movie ended, I think that I kind of wrote it off, but I've realized in the, uh, ensuing years that we will say ensuing years, um, that it's, it's actually a movie I think about a lot. (laughs) And I only think about the stuff that I, that I like about it, that it, that it was so sharp, uh, in terms of satire about, and the fact that I don't like the ending, like to use your phrase, melted away. Yeah, it's uh, or you could say it evaporated, whatever it is like it just kind of that stuff burns off. Then there are some times where there's a movie. What? (laughs) Those are like three. They're all very different. Yeah, they're all they melted, evaporated and or burned off. off. It's all it's all essentially the same kind of like uh, uh, liquid to gas conversion. Is that sublimation? Oh, boy. I don't know. I'm trying to remember like uh, ninth grade, uh, <laughs> physics. Yeah. I didn't know it at the time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about primaries, uh, Democrat, Republican doesn't really matter, uh, to me. I love them. Uh, I love and hate them. Um, I hate them because I just, I, I, my patience for debates is, uh, limited. Um, I don't watch debates. Um, you should do what I do and just yeah. watch them. Um, and then the next morning you find out, you look up, yeah, you get you some go, highlights. Okay. What was worth knowing about? It. Even then I, I still probably won't watch it. I'll probably just read like, sure. Oh, Elizabeth Warren said this to Mike Bloomberg. Yeah. Good one. Good one. Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> sure. Uh, both your campaigns are over now as of today. That's true. Uh, yeah. Elizabeth Warren's campaign folded this morning to mm-hmm. date when we're recording this. Yeah. It's, uh, well, and that's, and that's she something that I, f- she was your fave. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> You're going to be all right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, I am. Yes. Because I'm a middle-class white dude, uh, sure. straight white dude, cis white dude. Like I'm probably going to be fine no matter what yeah, happens. We're, we're, that's na- not, we're nailing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's not, uh, I like solidarity. Let's, yeah, you know, not the point. Yeah. <laughs> But that's not what I, I don't vote for my own right. interests. Right. I actually make a point of voting against my own interests. Right. If that makes sense. All right. That's not the point. Anyway. Uh, but I do. So I haven't, I actually haven't done this for a few years, but, uh, there was a time when over at, uh, the website, uh, I would do a fantasy casting mm-hmm. for movies like where, Oh, if a movie oh, were remade right. and then I did it for like campaign 2012. And then I think it, I did it for uh, 2016 as well, where you just go through like, well, who's the president, but then also who's the challenger and then who are the primary people. And I've come to see primaries and look, I recognize that this is juvenile. I also, I realize that, you know, everything hangs in the balance all the time, but, uh, but I do enjoy the the character aspe- character actor aspect of it, uh, where uh-huh. you just see like people of various uh, 
personality types, hopefully. So have you, um, so have you, I know you haven't done a post. Have you mentally done this for the, uh, I've, for been the working, Democrats? I've been working on it. Yeah. Those with Warren, uh, and Benning, even though she just played, she Diane just Feinstein. played uh, that, you know what? Uh, she was on the list. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, well, I don't want to, I don't want to say, you're going to do the, I think I'll probably do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're going to most, almost everyone's dropped out at this point. So you're going to have to include people who aren't in it anymore. Yeah. 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 That's fine. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I do for some reason, I just, the idea of seeing all of these people and then it seeing it get it, get kind of winnowed down, but seeing the stuff, the, like the game of politics, I hate to put it in those terms, but like, okay, so what's the stuff that people are going to let that the, the electorate is going to latch onto and what, what, what will they let go? It's, it's, it's hard to tell. And then like, what's, and then it's always, to me, it's always interesting to see like, okay, so who, who of the other, who of the failed nominees is going to get the VP slot, you know? Um, and again, like, purely in a vacuum, I find that interesting. And I do think like some of the more interesting, uh, movies about whether it be primaries or just campaigns in general, tap into the maneuvering and the manipulation and all of that. Uh, because that's the thing is campaigns, obviously they can be about issues, but they also have to be about presentation, uh, and, and lies, uh, and, I hate to put it in, in well, such, yeah, I mean, in such you, dark terms, but if you believe most of these movies, they're more about the lies and the presentation sure. uh, and the spin than spin, the actual yeah. actual issues. Yeah, um, I really am trying to figure out where to where to start. I listed the things uh, alphabetically uh, oh, okay. on, my, on my list, um, but I'll say uh, the first place my mind went when we came up with this with this topic was to. Um, a couple of recent, uh, recent ish documentaries, one very recent knocked down the house, which right. is a movie that I, um, went into thinking I was going to be annoyed because I thought it was going to be a, uh, you know, a, a puff piece or whatever, but it's just, it's literally just, a can it follows four different yeah. campaigns that have in common that they are all democratic campaigns trying to unseat sitting Democrats. Mm-hmm. That's what they're all, uh, they all have in common. And, uh, I, I really, really enjoyed, uh, that the movie cause I like just seeing the mechanics of how these things mm-hmm. work. And you see, um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, like for instance, comparing her mailer with the incumbents. Sure. Mailer. And, um, like really simple things about like, did you, think about when someone is entrenched, the things they assume or don't assume boy. And like his mailer didn't even have the date of the primary on it because when his world, everyone knows when the primary is, Yeah, but her being a, you know, a bartender or whatever, talking to people in her neighborhood all the time, she knows that's the first thing you got to tell them is like, this is happening on this date. Like, you know, because she's reaching out to people who don't always vote. Whereas he's, he held on to his seat by, having the same group of voters, yeah. uh, uh, election every time. And it's, it's a great, it's a great little, uh, little scene. And I love stuff like that. And the other documentary that, that you've actually seen that I said, I said recent, but it's actually like 15 years old at this yeah. point is a, a very little scene documentary called can Mr. Washington, no, can, can Mr. Smith, Smith get to Washington anymore? Yeah. Not a great title actually. Um, but, uh, 
it is about an actual Mr. Smith, uh, Jeff yeah. Smith, I think. Jeff Smith. Uh, who is running for, uh, is he running for a Senate seat? Uh, He's running for Mel Carnahan's seat. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember now. Um, I think. I think Mel Carnahan was in the Senate. I think it's Senate. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I feel like you don't go from being governor of your state to then being a representative, right? Because Mel Carnahan was the governor, right? And then he became a senator because that's yeah. the Senate is seen as a step up from from, uh, from governor. Com- oh. Or do you think? I think it depends on the seat on the state. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, if you're the governor of California, Illinois, or New York, yeah, yeah. Huh. That's interesting. I've I've always seen it as like congressperson, Senate, governor, president. Hmm. Um, but I think that's because like some of them are two of them are legislative, and then two of them are like executive. Um, in nature. Yeah, and I, I but, feel like executive usually. Yes, but they're executive only at the state level, whereas sure. the federal government is bigger yeah. than the state government. Yeah. So, yeah, it depends on the state. I guess it does. Yeah, it depends. Anyway, on the state. Uh, anyway. it's a really fascinating documentary about a. Uh, you've probably never heard of Jeff Smith, so I'll tell you it's a failed political campaign. Yeah. Um, uh, that. Uh, uh, I don't know. I haven't seen it since the theater, so it's been a long, long time. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, I remember I really liked it. I recommended it to you. You mm-hmm. sought it out. I watched it. And then you told me about that this guy. Some kind of scandal. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe like for the best that he didn't win. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, yeah. his career would have ended in scandal anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those are the, uh, some of the first two places my mind went were documentaries. Do you have any documentaries? Oh, yeah. Well, the, the big one is The War Room. Which I've never seen. Um, which is about the 92 Clinton campaign headed by uh, George Stephanopoulos and James Carville. And, you know, that this was a situation where Clinton was not a, a well-known commodity. Uh, and so it's like, well, how do we, how do we make him, you know, he's, he's very charismatic. He's very intelligent, expre- expresses himself well. So we know that if we just get him in front of people, he can do the, he can do the job that a candidate is supposed to do. But how do we do that? Um, and it just, you come to realize that, like, I mean... A campaign is a, I mean, it's a full-time job because, especially on a national level, because it's just like, you need, you really do need to be all things to all people. Like, it's crazy to think to me that, and I understand, like, I'm getting into, like, the nature of, of the way our government works, but, like, the idea of, like, this one person needs, it represents all of these states and each state has like different needs. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, how can this person not lie at that point? Uh, when you say like, yes, I know your state needs this and your state needs the exact opposite. I'm the perfect candidate for both. <laughs> like it just, how, how is that even possible? Um, but, uh, but yeah, but you have, and like Carvel is just such a, bulldog and uh and then and george stephanopoulos is like a a very like the way these two guys work together is fascinating because they seem like the opposite but they both have like an understanding of policy and an understanding of how clinton will come across and and that sort of thing so it's very interesting uh and i feel like it's frustrating i wish i had come i wish i had done this in a different order uh because the logical step is to move into narrative and talk about primary colors. 
but I also wanted to briefly talk about the documentary Mitt, uh, which was about Mitt Romney's campaign. And uh, it's definitely the Mitt Romney that you didn't really see at the time. Like he came off as overly polished in 2012 and all that. But then you see him just like with his family and, and uh, of course he could be polished there as well, but he definitely seems more casual. Um, And it's, and it's, it's just a really well-made documentary. Um, and it's more, that's more about, uh, I mean, it's about the campaign itself. Yes, but it, it seems to be more about sort of the personal toll that it can take on, on your family and all, that kind of thing. I'm trying to remember. This is, I didn't put on the list cause it's not a true campaign movie. Um, now I'm forgetting what it was called. It came out just like a year and a half ago and it was a campaign about the Obama administration, like basically planning to transition out of being president yeah but you it because it follows the 2016 campaign right uh it is kind of a campaign movie because you see them you basically see his administration preparing for a hillary clinton presidency and then suddenly yeah. having to uh uh completely rearrange yeah. their expectations that's and interesting it's i can't remember what it was called now uh it's not bad uh but and they're and, actually along those lines there is that documentary american chaos which is it's it's a lot of stuff going on, but it also is following the campaign. It's this guy talking with Trump supporters during the primary oh, right. because, and he is, he's like a lifelong liberal and he just can't understand how anyone could support Donald Trump. So he's talking to these people while the campaign is going on and his whole thought process, like anybody else's was that like, well, this is a, he's going to lose to Hillary Clinton. That goes without saying, but then he checks, but the more he gets to know these people and see, oh, I get the appeal. And then Hillary Clinton talks about deplorables. He's like, oh, no. Uh, he's like, I, I get what could possibly happen now. And so he's checking in with the campaign. But like, obviously, as with this, the tone of the film changes because yeah, things right. didn't go according to plan, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, prepare, uh, prepare for a repeat. Uh Democrats in in 2020, uh, yeah, they just they, they haven't learned anything. They it, refuse to learn anything. I yeah. feel like the the part the Democratic Party wants to pretend that 2016 was some kind of weird fluke, and now everything's back to normal, and we're going to nominate the centrist again, and yeah. and uh, that nominating someone who actually gets people inspired would be bad for the party, yeah. as opposed to. Another John Kerry, um, or a Dukakis. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, um, but that said, if you're listening and you, if you, I was, I was going to say, if you're a Democrat, if you're anywhere to the left of, I don't know, Donald Trump, just vote for the Democrat. Um, oh gosh, I think that's me. <laughs> well, just <laughs> vote against Donald Trump uh, in in 2020. Even if you hate, if Joe Biden gets the nomination, you hate Joe Biden you got to hate Donald Trump worse and you got to don't wait around for, for a candidate who's going to make you feel all warm inside. You know, the older you get, the more you realize that person doesn't exist. So vote. And that feeling also can't be trusted. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, so yeah, just even if you hate Joe Biden, vote for him because, uh, we can't have more Donald Trump. It's going to be bad for the country and the world on a long, long term scale. Anyway, I voted, I didn't get I voted third party in 2016. I'll probably do it again. Well, I mean, not that it matters in California, but so, yeah. Uh, um, so, uh, 
but I, yeah, if you live in a swing state, vote for Joe Biden. I don't care. <laughs> like if you just which one of the two makes you less sick to your stomach, vote for that one. Uh, all right. That's just my, I didn't mean to get into that. Another documentary that I wanted to talk about okay. is the documentary Wiener about Anthony Wiener. <laughs> yeah, which I didn't, I didn't see. I feel like I, I think it's a great document and I kind of feel like in a generation or two, mm. like in the future showing this to a generation who didn't live through any of it would be, they'd be like, what? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. But I guess because I follow the news, it mm. felt like, yeah, yeah, I know that was, that was, I spent the whole movie going like, yeah, I know that's crazy. <laughs> right? I know. I know. I was there. I remember. Um, so it, I, I, it didn't entertain me that much, but I think it's a fun document. Uh, I don't know if fun's the right word. Um, uh, but he's, I mean, he's a fascinating figure for a documentary yeah. because many of these films, documentary or otherwise have an undercurrent of deep depression. Uh, <laughs> you know, even the ones that are more upbeat still have like a certain degree of cynicism to them. Uh, yeah. And I mean, uh, Anthony Weiner is like best known for his bad behavior. Yeah. But, but was a fascinating candidate and, mm-hmm. and the, the, like he's, super charismatic and well-spoken yeah. and like he's the kind of person that I, um, always am fascinated by. He's the kind of person who the angrier he gets, the more coherent he is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Like, and that's something it that focuses I focuses him. Yeah. Yes. That's something that I like wish I had sometimes. Cause I hate when I like get flustered when I'm angry. I know. Like, um, he's a fascinating guy and, uh, probably would have, there are a lot of good things about him yeah. that he also completely just self sabotages at every turn, and he seems almost to be enjoying it. Like the the real star of Wiener is his wife mm-hmm. Huma Abedin. Is that yeah, her yeah. name? Um, there's a part where he's like showing her the news coverage about his scandal. That he's like, can you? Believe? He's almost like excited about the news coverage, and she's just like. <laughs> she's the most fascinating person in the, in the movie. It's, it's not bad. Um, oh, I'm sure the movie, I'm sure the movie is very good. Yeah. I heard good things about it. I just don't know if I could. Yeah. And then, you, you know, there's a very recent movie about a political campaign. That's not quite a documentary, okay. but it's about a real political campaign. It's called Mr. Mr. America. America. Yeah. <laughs> Is that on your list? Of course. Uh, it, it's as real as, anything Tim Heidecker does is real. Like he's really reviewing movies. He's really right. making Decker and he's really, yeah, he really was on the ballot for, yeah. uh, what was it? District attorney, district of, attorney of San Bernardino County, San Bernardino County, the uh, inland empire. That's yeah. what Inland empire. Isn't just a David Lynch movie to the non SoCal people out there. Yeah. It refers to Riverside and San Bernardino counties, uh, to the East of, of, uh, of Los Angeles County. Now, yeah, and and I think, yeah, it's a delightful film that uh, I recommend. But again, I saw everything leading up to it. But you still enjoyed it, having not seen that yeah, stuff. Yeah, um, and so I think most people would enjoy it. But I was also, I mean, I'm also a big enough Tim Heidecker fan that I'm sure like mentally prepared for yeah. what I'm going to watch. Um, so okay, so let's use this to get into like. You know, uh, here I do have movies that are drama and movies that are comedy. So let's, since that's a comedy, I'm, I'm fine okay, to start that's there. Great. Um, so I would say, uh, wag the dog is, is a big one, uh, because 
I mean, it's, it is about a campaign very specifically, but it's also about all this other stuff that could sabotage a campaign. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, you've got spin doctors, you've got people, uh, trying to, uh, trying to like maneuver around like a sex scandal and they'd probably be doing that anyway. But the fact that it's, that it happens during a campaign, like now there's a ticking clock. Now there's like, uh, everything is, everything is ratcheted up. And because that's the thing about campaigning is that like, it's, it starts immediate, like it starts, uh, maybe like, I guess it depends on what your, what office you're running for. But like if you're president, the campaign probably needs to start a full year before the actual election, maybe even before yeah, that. At least, yeah. And so, uh, so when you're in that mode, even while you're legislating, like you can't, it's, it's always hard to know what, and I felt this way about like Bush, Obama and, and Trump, like anything they do within a year of an election, my first thought was like, did they, why are they doing that? Like, are they, are they doing it because it's good in general? Are they doing it because it will be perceived as good? Mm. Um, and maybe it's the same thing, but, uh, but yeah, so wag the dog. Like, I think it really understands like, you know, these, the people here are not, they're not campaign managers. They're not working within the campaign, but they're perpetually invested, uh, in what's going on. And you see the, uh, the president's commercials, which are, you know, you don't change horses in midstream and they're just like super cheesy. And the idea that when the president eventually wins, uh, everything it's it's put down it's like oh yeah the commercials really really won people over and dustin hoffman's like furious like we made it into, we manufactured an entire war uh and people are, are crediting these commercials you know uh and i think we've seen from uh mike bloomberg that it can't just be commercials um that yeah. it needs to be uh more than that but yeah it's I feel like the and Wag the Dog is a pretty uh, pretty cynical film as well, but uh, yeah, but yeah, so but it's also extremely funny. Yeah, um, Being There is a movie that is uh, uh, also I think still haven't seen. It's not overtly cynical like Wag the Dog, but Mm -hmm. um, the fact that uh, Chauncey Gardner becomes a viable political candidate, yeah, um, (laughs) despite being ostensibly a, a complete idiot uh is a little bit uh yeah. cynical um here's a movie a, a a campaign movie i haven't seen since the theater okay. when i was in middle school okay black sheep <laughs> that's right it's t- uh tim matheson right tim Please. matheson is uh chris farley's brother, brother right yeah and so he hires david spade to keep chris farley away from his campaign yeah yeah i don't remember very much about black sheep i remember being very disappointed in it because i because i i was at, the, at that age i love tommy boy i probably still would um and then i saw yeah, black tommy, sheep and tommy it was, was like good. this isn't as good yeah um we, i watched just uh yeah i said i haven't seen black sheep and yeah i remember having that same feeling um which was weird when i was that age i made it to the movies so rarely that i sort of talked myself into liking everything that i saw sure so i think i was like yeah black sheep was good but in my head i knew it's this isn't tommy boy yeah Um, but i did uh, tommy boy i think holds up because i did uh um uh just catch just that one great diner scene 
Sure. Um, uh, it happened to be on cable or whatever when I was flipping channels the other day. And, uh, it's, it's really good. Um, I mean, cause it's got that scene has like, it's sort of like the turning point of the movie where he yeah. like realizes he is a good salesman, but it also has, um, one of my favorite sort of joke lines when he's like, are you sure my face isn't red? And he's like, <laughs> no, he's like, yeah, it hurts. Not, Not here, here or, or here, here so, so much. much. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's in, the, in, way, in a way like that is a very dumb joke. And yet I there's just something about someone describing the horrific in just a very like not here, like just like very calm. And uh, yeah, it's all right. Um, and then continuing to work alphabetically. One of the other first movies I thought of that is I would consider it a comedy. It's an R rated kind of dark satire. Yeah. Uh, Bullworth, yes, uh, which is a movie about a senator who is so depressed that he puts a contract out on his own life, mm-hmm. and then in his abandon suddenly rediscovers uh, zeal, I guess, yeah. for politics and telling, truth telling, and, and, yeah. and, and becomes a very popular candidate. Yeah, and then has to try and undo the hit that's yeah. on on him, uh, and uh, I, I really. Uh, I really love this movie. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I, I don't know. When was the last time you watched it? Um, a few years ago. Yeah. Recent ish. Yeah. I think it holds up better than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt like watching it now in a more woke culture. I was like, is this going to seem like insulting or condescending right. in the same way as the, the type of Democrats that it's, poking fun at and mm-hmm. I, and i i don't know i mean not being a black american i don't yeah. necessarily know but it didn't seem like that yeah. uh uh to me it does seem like even though the lead is is uh, uh is a white guy that the um the black view of american politics yeah. is privileged within the movie uh, yeah it's unfortunate that it's represented by i think i think Halle Berry could be good and it can be good in movies i don't think this is her best performance oh i thought well not her best but i remember thinking she was pretty good uh at the very least like i remember thinking that she's intriguing mm-hmm. which is how she's and i don't just mean like alluring i mean intriguing which is i think how she's supposed to come across that's certainly how the the character uh bullworth yeah. uh sees her um and she's you know i mean she's still a young act- actress at that point and she's able to hold her own next to uh, uh warren Beatty, and so i think she does a, a fine job i think Here's what's interesting about the film that makes me feel like it, it might not hold up. And this is something that you'll see in, in other things as well, uh, drama or comedy. The idea of like, oh, the, the, the politician who's like finally like spouting the truth. Yeah. And, they, and the person becomes more popular as a result. I don't know if that would happen anymore. Uh, like somebody who's like speaking their mind and... Well, I mean, that's... This reminds me of a poll that came out during the 2016 election that about uh, which candidate Trump or Clinton do you think is more honest? Sure. And a lot of Trump voters said Trump, which is crazy. Yeah. But I think you the, the term you just used, speaking your mind, mm-hmm. I feel like in a time when truth has less and less meaning right. uh, uh, anymore. When people think about when certain people think about what it means to be honest, they don't necessarily mean 
telling the truth. They mean speaking your mind. Yeah. And so I mean like a certain genuine quality. Yeah. Yeah. And so I actually do think it could, uh, it, it it could help. I suppose Um, so. I remember Dennis, uh, Dennis Miller, uh, was talking about like Trump versus Clinton and he said, he goes, you know, he goes, I think that uh, Trump is a buffoon uh, a lot of the time. He goes, but I do think that his outer voice is exactly the same as his inner voice. And then uh, he said, he goes, yeah, I don't think that's, necess- I don't think that's a, uh, I don't think it's necessarily, a, yeah, but you don't have to. And then he said, he goes, meanwhile, he goes with Hillary Clinton. I don't think her outer voice and inner voice ever even had a cup of coffee together. Uh, and it, that speaks to this idea of like the usual career politician. Um, Because I know a lot of people said that, a lot of conservatives said that about Mitt Romney, is that what he's saying, you can't trust that that's what he's thinking. Um, And to me, it's just like, well, that's where discernment comes in on the part of the the, the politician is uh, on the part of anybody. Like I don't necessarily want to hang out with someone who says everything they're thinking. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You want someone who can tell you the truth in a way that is, not necessarily palatable, but not hateful either. Um, and so something like Bullworth, you know, there is the scene where he is talking to an African-American church and says some stuff that could be seen a little rough. Oh, yeah, um, it's really you know, and offensive. The, and the movie knows that it's offensive. It does, but you also... Yeah, and, and certainly the characters are angry, but other characters are are intrigued by him and they appreciate his candor, right. you know, and then he goes to a, a Hollywood party and starts talking about Jews and, oh. uh, you know, and so like, so it's stuff like that that makes me wonder. It's like, I don't think people would be super thrilled with a candidate on either side speaking in these terms. I don't know anymore. Honestly, yeah. I don't know anything anymore. I guess that's uh, true. 2016. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, back to the campaign element of Bullworth, uh, Oliver Platt plays the campaign manager, yeah. right? And he's uh, the best. He's the, he's he's the best. Like, he's pretty much my favorite part of the movie. And he has a line. I, I try to work. Uh, there's a lot of lines that bounce around my head all the time. Yeah. I don't have a lot of use for this line, but there's a part where he's coked out of his mind. Yes. He has pulled the plug during a TV uh, interview and then accuse is accusing the network yeah. of pulling the plug on his candidate for to, uh, for speaking the truth. And he says, he says, I'm going to call the FCC. You ever heard of the FC fucking CCC? <laughs> um, well, and I'm like, I, I, any chance I might get to refer to the FCC as the FC fucking CCC. <laughs> I will probably take, um, and then, of course, well, he has a, he has several uh, great lines. One is, you know, uh, we will what is it? We will block him arms akimbo if need be. Um, <laughs> and that's him. And Sean Astin is like the cameraman. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. It's Sean Astin, isn't it? Yeah, I forget that. Um, and then the other one is like once Bullworth starts uh, trying to rap, and uh, there's that wonderful line where uh, all the replies is like he's rhyming now. <laughs> it's very disconcerting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so okay. So yeah, Bullworth. Oh, uh, um, yeah, more comedies. So uh, that same. Yeah, well, and along those lines, there's also the movie The Candidate with uh, Robert Redford uh, as this. Uh, you've not seen it, right? I've never seen okay. it. Uh, it's a it's a fine movie. Um, it's and it's all about like a young candidate who's, you know, fresh faced and and he's trying to be honest. And, and so people like really respond to him. But one of the things to me, I think when people 
talk about the movie. They talk about the ending. Um, and it's essentially that I don't remember what he's running for. It might just be something like Congressman. Um, but he, he gets elected and he kind of looks at his staff and he's like, what now? You know? And I think it's that idea. It's like, you get so focused on the campaign and you make all these promises and then you get elected and you're like, I actually have to like make these happen and I don't totally know how. And, uh, and I really responded to that. And I think that's that, mm. that kind of ambiguous note, uh, is something that I think people like, uh, about the film. Um, there's the movie, Bob Roberts, Oh, which I haven't either. seen in a very long time. And it features, uh, Tim Robbins as, uh, kind of a easy, he's, he's very, he tries to be like really folksy. And, uh, and again, it's been a while since I've seen it. Uh, I saw him as folksy, uh, and actually kind of genuine and charming. If I were to watch it now, if I had to guess, I'd say the film is making that much more of an act. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. Um, and then there's, I think everything outside of the next one is a drama. Well, you've got Election, which I think of as a comedy, election. right? That's, that's a comedy, okay. I think. Um, and that was also one of the first ones we both thought of. Yeah. Um, even though I haven't seen it in a long, long time. It's been a while since, I, since I've seen it, but I do like it quite a bit. And, you know, um, one thing that I think that's interesting about it is that you have, I mean... <laughs> Certainly when in 2016 people compared the election, the, the presidential election to that, that you've got Chris, Chris Klein. Yeah, that's right. right? As a guy who not, not that I would say Donald Trump is, is exactly this, but like he, he just, he seems very plain spoken and he's, and he's, you know, vaguely likable, but doesn't really have a lot of plans as opposed to Tracy Flick, who is very determined, very intelligent. And, you know, one is male, one is female. Um, and you know, in this, I, I think you're not supposed to like Tracy Flick, right? Yeah, no, not really. I think I like her more, um, now than I did at the time, but I, uh, I like that the movie is from the point of view of its villain in a way. Yeah. <laughs> like I do think Matthew Broderick, it, it's weird that, um, not weird, but, uh, it, it, it's interesting how well I think the movie ages sure. in, in terms of like the more we've come to understand that the sort of like, uh, flailingly sort of like desperate, angry white guy mm-hmm. is a real character type, not just in movies, but in the world yeah. like that. I think we've seen, we've become more aware of people like Matthew Rogers character in our daily lives, probably because of things like Twitter and, yeah. and, you know, uh, live internet gaming or, and stuff like that, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, it, it's, uh, and so I wonder if someone, if someone saw it for the first time now, even at, at being, what year was it? 98, 98, uh, maybe 99, maybe 99. It might be 99. So yeah. I'm 16 or 17. So if you showed it to a 16 or 17 year old now, would they be more immediate? Would they glom on more immediately onto the idea that Matthew Brown's character is not a good guy? I think they would definitely see him as not a good guy, but I think they also look at Tracy flick as like, cause again, he like, he pictures like what her success will mean. And I think it's, 
I think it's a deeply cynical film because yeah. I'm not on anybody's side. Yeah, yeah. You know? And that's the, I don't know if you read the novel as well. It's mm. very, yeah, uh, similar. It's a very, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Faithful adaptation. Okay. But the idea, I think, you know, of Matthew Broderick and what he eventually chooses to do, um, it's this idea that, like, you know, if you want to inflate it and make it this larger idea, it's that the candidates don't particularly matter. There's this, uh, the decision is ultimately going to be made by this third party that has power already. You know, it's that, it's, it's that Bill Hicks routine that, uh, get, get tiresome the older you get where it's like, I think the puppet on the left, uh, has a point. I think the puppet on the right has a point, you know, like so much of his political stuff are like, if had he been around, I think, I think he would have grown out of hopefully, but, um, uh, you know, I certainly did. Um, but it's something that you saw with Oliver Stone as well. Uh, that like there are the, pre- there's the president, whether it be Nixon or Kennedy. And then there are the guys that just like, if you don't play ball, we will make sure that, uh, you either get impeached or get shot. Um, Oh, that brings me to, that reminds me of, um, this is kind of jumping around. Cause I still, I'll shoot through another, uh, a few more comedies that okay. kind of election or, or campaign related kind of idiocracy. Right, doesn't he? He kind of gets involved in. The, sure, he gets involved in politics, but I don't think there's an election. Not, coming I, I guess I thought there was like a rally at the end with Terry Crews. I haven't seen it in so long. I mean, he, um, yeah, I guess there's last year's there. long shot uh, is about sort of a right. It's the lead up to someone announcing the running for yeah. president. So it's not actually a campaign, but it's that's right. Like part of it, uh, Napoleon Dynamite is technically a movie about uh, speaking of election. It's a high yeah. school uh, campaign. Um, so that's most of my uh, comedies, except for I do think of Primary Colors as a comedy in a lot of ways. Yeah, that and The American President are kind of these drama comedies. Right. Um, Which I forget that The American President is a, yeah. a campaign movie. Because you've got the, is Richard Dreyfuss the, yeah. bad, the bad guy, the challenger. Yeah. He is the bad guy from the movie's point yeah, of view. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's and and there's that uh, really triumphant moment where like uh, the uh, Bob Rumson is the name of uh, Richard Dreyfuss's character and he and he ends all of his speeches with my name is Bob Rumson and I'm running for president oh, and yeah. then you have uh, Michael Douglas saying like my name is Andrew Shepard and I am the president. Um, yeah, uh, I really like that movie, but I don't know uh, how well that holds up. Um, yeah, well, it's it's Michael kinda, J. Fox says fuck in it though. So he that's, sure does. Uh, yeah. Um, that's I, fun. That goes without saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What does he say when this is all over? We're going to sit down and order a steak and make a list of everybody who tried to fuck us this week. Yeah. Yeah. What a great line. <laughs> See, Aaron Sorkin wrote some great lines oh, in, uh, in addition to some dumb ones. Um, yeah. But uh, the movie you made me think of that I don't know if you ever saw is John Sayles Silver City. I have seen Silver City, yes. So it made during uh, the first George W. Bush administration. Mm-hmm. And Chris Cooper's character is not a one-to-one to George W. Bush. No. But basically the idea of a not that bright and at least in John Sayles' version of him, a decent guy for the most part. Like, yeah, yeah. He's a decent guy. Well-meaning. Well-meaning guy who is... Uh, manipulated um, yeah. into uh, into is it a is it a presidential campaign in the movie too or is he just running? I for thought it was I thought it was governor, it? but now I maybe don't it's remember. governor. Okay, yeah. Um, yes, I I haven't seen it since it first came out on DVD, uh, but I remember really liking it. Um, and it yeah, it definitely seems very much of of the moment mm-hmm. um, without being the type of movie that's just like you know an hour and a half of 
railing on George W. Yeah, yeah. Bush. Um, yeah, but you, so you saw you did you like it? Uh, yeah, I seem to I seem to recall liking it um, partially because I, I like Chris Cooper and 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 I think I I didn't because the main character is Danny Houston, right? He's right. sort of his. He's, I don't think he's. I don't remember if he's the campaign manager, but he's involved in the campaign. He might just be like a general handler. Um, and so, like, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it since two thousand four or whenever yeah, it came out. Um, but uh, I remember liking it. I like most things that John Sales makes. Yeah, me too. Um, granted, he he he's made a lot more movies than I've seen. Like, he releases movies some like. Yeah, there's I can't keep up. Sometimes the last, in secret. Yeah, the last one I saw I think was Gopher Sisters, which was uh, twenty. Was that twenty thirteen? Has it been that long since I've seen a John Sayles movie, or am I missing one? You're probably missing one. Oh no, Gopher Sisters was his last movie. Oh, all right, okay, that's interesting. Um, uh, before that was Amigo, which I saw. I didn't no. see Honey Dripper or Casa de los Babies. Right, but I saw Sunshine State. And Silver City. I didn't see Limbo. He made Limbo. I didn't see Limbo. I saw Men with Guns. I love Lone Star. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I do want to go back briefly to Primary Colors because yeah, I know I I was going to get okay Primary Colors. Um, One of so this is this is how I feel about the West Wing. This is how uh, how I feel about like really anything dealing with like presidential politics is that when you have like various candidates. it is an op- it tends to be an opportunity for some like really talented character actors to come out of the woodwork and uh and deliver like a, and they have to there's a certain cadence that you have to have and a certain uh, a certain posture you have to have when you're like running for anything you know um and not every actor can do that. Not every actor can affect it, you know? Uh, and so when you see, obviously, uh, John Travolta is supposed to be like Bill Clinton. Um, but you also see like Larry Hagman, uh, show up as sort of his, his chief, uh, competition in the primary. And just the way that he carries himself is, it just feels very presidential. And I find myself looking at like, well, Granted, I'm only I'm seeing the behind the scenes stuff with John Travolta, whereas I'm only seeing the way Larry Hagman is presented. And mm-hmm. I and I look at that. And I'm like, yeah, I would definitely vote for this guy uh, because he's because one of the things is that he feels not merely presidential, but he also feels like relate like he's relatable. And he's talking about he goes, you know, if uh, he's like, we don't hate our opponents. We don't even know them. He goes, but everyone's just so angry all the time and everyone's yelling, but maybe if we all just calm down and he just seems like the sensible voice of reason. Um, and, uh, and every, every campaign specifically in the primaries, there's, there's always like one person who seems to adopt that like sensible voice of reason. And they don't usually do well, (laughs) you know, uh, here, uh, the character actually does do pretty well, but, uh, so it's stuff, there, there are a number of, of reasons that I really like primary colors. And one of them is just like, you see, you see a James Carville type with, uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Um, and you just see these characters constantly having to put out fires that their own candidate is starting. And it gets to the point where when he finally succeeds, 
not merely in getting the nomination, but you see that he becomes president and the film sort of treats it as like bittersweet. Like on one hand, it's, Hey, the guy that we are rooting for has won. And you're like, yeah, we're not happy with a lot of the stuff he did. Uh, and so, and I, and then the film, you know, in a way that isn't particularly subtle, like at, we're seeing him dance with his wife during the inauguration. And then the camera pans up and there's the American flag. And it does seem to be like sort of extrapolating larger things. This idea that's like, this is what it is for every candidate. There's going to be things you like, and they're not perfect. So like, you can either view this as a triumph or you can view it as like a failure in actuality. It's probably both yeah, for the most yeah. part. Um, that's a yeah. good movie all around. Uh, and it, Ka- it is. Kathy Bates is marvelous time. in it. Yeah. But it's funny, like I mean, speaking of Kathy Bates, like, uh, what we're talking about, I still think of it as a comedy. Like, Kathy yeah, Bates, yeah. I mean, her character goes out, uh, exits the movie in a way that's yeah. not funny at all. Yeah. Um, but, uh, there's still a lot of funny, uh, stuff in it and it's fun it also you mentioned the west wing to go back to a part before to a time before we all just knew alice and janney yeah knew how funny she is that's right because she plays she's like a school superintendent yeah yeah something. something like that um uh, on the campaign trail and she's hilarious yeah uh in, in the movie and it would be only just a couple of years later that she'd be on the west wing yeah um of course before between she was in drop dead gorgeous which certain people my age really adore and i just i never quite got i never saw it uh it has moments um uh there's like kirsten dunn's talking about how the beauty pageant is her ticket out of town she's like boys are getting out of town all the time because of hockey scholarships or prison (laughs) there's good lines in it yeah that's funny um but uh it's a lot of it seems like a little just trying too hard yeah Uh, speaking of Bill Thornton playing James Carville. Mm. He's played James Carville twice right. because in Our Brand is Crisis, his character is also based on yeah. James Carville. The difference is Our Brand is Crisis is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it, it makes me think of, do you know that I, I never, I've never actually listened to it. Do you know there's a, pod, there's a podcast called This Had Oscar Buzz where they talk about like the forgotten sort of award season right. movies? I, I and, knew about it and... I feel like I would love to listen yeah, to it because I was thinking about just this morning. I was like, what am I going to talk about on the episode? And it occurred to me that I saw our brand is crisis, not like as a, at a press screening, but like later that year during award season, cause yeah. Warner brothers, whatever was like pushing it. And then it just like gave up. It became yeah. the, you know, the motherless Brooklyn of, uh, sure. <laughs> of 2015. <laughs> um, uh, that's so funny to me. The movie is that no one saw and everyone who saw it didn't like it. Uh, I saw as part of an awards push. Well, and you know what, in that way, uh, the, like Oscar season reminds me of primary season because like, Oh, look at this big list of candidates. And then as people see them, see more of them, like it gets boiled down to like, there's really only about seven that we're all really talking about. That reminds me of something that happened, I guess would have been 2018 that I, I was, it was December and this is going to get us to one of another movie on the list. It was December, but I was like so far behind on reading in a team weekly mm-hmm. at award season. I tend to fall behind on reading comic yeah, books yeah. and magazines and stuff. So I was, it was like the end of December and I was reading an entertainment weekly from the beginning of October. Oh, and it was like, like a time capsule. And it was the two movies that they were profiling in the movie were, um, uh, was it the Nutcracker, the Four Realms? Oh, sure, yeah, Nutcracker yeah. And the Four Realms, yeah. and 
the front runner. Yeah. And so early October, it was like, this is not necessarily the front runner, but this is one of the big awards movies. Yeah. And then it, same thing. It completely disappeared. Yeah. It's not an awful movie. Did you see it? No, I didn't. And that's also about a campaign there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I was saying. Hard, the the right? front runner is on my, is on my list um, of things to talk about today. Uh, so as a campaign movie, it's, it's interesting. I feel like it's more of a movie about the, about campaign coverage. Yeah. You know, it's, it's more about the, the, the media. And I think it, it, um, comes down a little too hard on the media. I would have liked to have seen a more even handed, uh, look at it. Um, but you've got a lot of, a lot of good performances. Um, uh, I mean, I don't know since, I think Jason Reitman came out of the gate with two movies that I think are bad. Juno and Thank You for Smoking. I don't like either of those movies. I think there's a lot of good in Thank You for Smoking from a performance standpoint. Um, I think it's... Rob Lowe, thank God they invented the whatever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. Um, But since then, I don't think I've disliked a movie that he's he's made. Even Labor Day, which I know a lot of people hate. I like Labor Day quite a bit. Well, and you like Men, Women, and Children, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm in the middle of people who liked uh, Men, Women, and Children. But Up in the Air is is great. I I adore Um, Up in the Air. The the front runner is watchable. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm trying to... uh, Oh, I didn't see Tully, though, is, uh, which I hear I is did, really good. I heard it was very good, and but, it looked um, very good. My favorite of his movies is Young Adult, um, which is callback to this week's uh, BP Movie Journal. We were talking mm-hmm. about uh, Lemley Theaters. Yeah. The first movie I saw at the Lemley NoHo 7 was Young Adult, because mm. that would have been right when it opened, right? That was It yeah. opened, I think, at, like, at the end of 2010. That, that's a 2010 Has movie, been right? been around that long. Wait, or is Young Adult the 2011 movie? I think it's 11. Okay, so it opened the theater opened at the end of 2011, and that was uh, the first movie I saw at that theater, which is now where I go to movies because it's yeah, the walkable it's theater from my from my apartment. All right, um, what else is on? We're we're fully into dramas, I think now. Yeah, yeah, um, um, and we should also hurry. Sure. Uh, uh, so yeah, you um, mentioned all the King's Men. Yeah, and this this falls into what we were talking about before, which is you've got. You've got like a, a lot of things going on here. You've got the idea of a candidate being propped up by the machine. Uh, he's kind of naive, but well-meaning. But the machine is using him for its own ends. And he's not going to win. But then he starts speaking, you know, speaking truth mm. and saying things for real and being not merely self-deprecating, but there's a certain degree of self-loathing, but then he like points it at other people as well. He calls himself a hick. He says, they're, you know, you're a hick and that's why they're manipulating you and all that. And that really, uh, that really comes to, uh, people really come to see him as, as like, Oh, it's, it's genuinely like populism. Um, but, uh, and what I like is that when he does that, he actually doesn't win the first time around. Um, but people see him as like, Oh, this, he almost wins Mm -hmm. and he wasn't meant to win. He was meant to be like a spoiler candidate that comes in. So that the machine, so that like the political machine, like actually gets their guy reelected or whatever it was anyway. Um, but then after losing that, uh, he's saying to his, his aide, like he goes, this taught me something. And he said, what did it teach you? And he said, how to win. And from then on, he just, uh, 
again, he, he means well, but at this point it's like, okay, it's uh, enough of this bullshit because the same, the same, excuse me. Cause you go from, from being like, oh, his eyes are opened to what this machine is doing. Um, and that's the thing is like with your eyes open, if you just twist the, the attitude a little bit, you get to a place of cynicism and you get to a place mm-hmm. of like, it does like, I can mean well all I want, but if I don't win, who gives a shit? And like, and then after a while, it's only about winning. And, uh, the book, by the way, is, uh, wonderful. It's probably my favorite book by Robert Penn Warren. I can't recommend it highly enough. Beautifully written. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I do, I do love the film. I have actually, I have not seen the 2006, uh, right. Stevens alien film, uh, with a great cast, but by all accounts, and just Sean not, Penn. Uh. <laughs> as you know, I'm not a big fan of Sean Penn, but in the right role, I, like, I think he's very good in milk, uh, which is also on my list. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah. Why? It's weird. Like, cause I, in pre- preparation for this, like I was looking up various like campaign and political movies and that didn't show up. That's weird. Um, but yeah, no, I, the 1949 All the President's Men is is great all around. And it's based uh, loosely on on uh, yeah, Huey, Huey Long. Um, Huey Long. Yeah. Um which speaking of based in reality, uh one of my favorite campaign movies. I don't think the movie the movie itself is fine, mm-hmm. but for someone who likes this kind of stuff, the uh, made for HBO movie Game Change, directed by Jay Roach. Sure. Which is so the the book Game Change, um, the one of the authors of which has been uh, way me tooed. By the way, um, who is that? Uh, Mark Halperin is that his name? Hmm. Um, I'm gonna have to like cut this part out of the oh, okay. episode for for libel if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, <laughs> um, uh, I say do- I don't. I say don't look it up, but double down. <laughs> Really go for broke on that. Um, so anyway, uh, oh yeah, here we go. Uh, eight days ago, Mother Jones, uh, Mark Halperin says murderers are treated more fairly than canceled people. Um, oh boy. He's got a, a reason to feel that way. Anyway, um, but so that book, the book Game Changes about the 2008 campaign right. sort of like an overall view. Right. And for the movie, they specifically focused on not just the McCain campaign, but specifically McCain choosing Sarah Palin as his running mate. And at least in the movie's interpretation of things, basically sinking his hopes at that moment that, that the, that Sarah, Sarah Sarah Palin was the, uh, the poison pill for, for the McCain, um, because, because it was seen that like, Oh, well, Barack Obama beat Hillary Clinton. And so there will be a lot of disaffected, Voters who like were excited for like a woman uh, on the ticket at all, and so there's the idea of like, well, let's let's who do we have? Um, and I think there was also um, someone who they wanted someone younger than sure John McCain, sure. who seemed younger because that mm-hmm. was one of the big digs against him was yeah. that how is this guy going to survive his term? Yeah, uh, in office, which I guess he, I guess we don't know. Yeah, the, I mean, you look at you look at any president at the beginning right, of yeah. their term, and then even after four years, they look pretty haggard. And then after eight years, it's like, how is this person still standing? Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, which makes me wonder because I know uh, I know you've said off mic you were thinking that uh, if Biden gets the nomination, that Warren might be. 
I a running mate for him. But yeah. I wonder if they will, if he will go with someone younger for the same reason, uh, because because that's one of the criticisms against him is that he's old and so. seems old. Yeah. So maybe Kamala Harris might be uh, sure. Um, uh, but I feel like him. like Warren and Sanders kind of kind of have similar voters. Yeah. And so, whereas Kamala Harris had like a lot of, a lot of people criticized her. Yes. Uh, the, and so I think in, a, in an, in an attempt to like bring the party together, like the sort of the moderate wing and then the more, I don't know what you, what you'd call it. The more progressive, progressive wing. would be the, um, so like term for it. If he had Warren, cause if you have, cause you can't have Bernie because now you've just got two old, yeah, but you know, I mean, Elizabeth Warren is also in her 70s, so it still opens yeah. it up to that criticism of, yeah. like, can these people serve I think, their... I do think she reads younger. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. And I do, and frankly, I think that makes all the difference. All right. um, and she um, does have an appeal to younger voters, and sometimes that could be enough. But anyway. But it, yeah, so in terms, of, but in terms of just, if you like movies about campaigns because you like to see the inner workings of a campaign dramatized, mm-hmm. Game Change is great. It's, yeah, I'm you sure. Know, you see, like things like debate prep uh, mm-hmm. you know that that are that are really fascinating and Julianne Moore is great as as Sarah sure. Palin um i think gives her you know gives her a lot of humanity that i mm-hmm. at the time personally wasn't very willing to afford her because yeah. i uh found her to be very dangerous yeah. and still do but within the context of a movie that's that wouldn't be interesting yeah. uh Julianne Moore is very good and um the lead i guess the the Danny Houston uh, yeah. in Silver City character is Woody Harrelson as, uh, I can't remember his name Steve now. Steve Smith? That sounds right. Yeah. It's a okay. very straightforward yeah. uh, name. They're going to be like, that's a character from American Dad, but I guess it's a generic enough name. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And he's, he's, he's really good. Um, and uh, I remember reading on Politico back when, when that movie uh, came out that HBO did some like advanced screenings for uh, obviously for press, but also for like uh, politicians and stuff like that, or, mm-hmm. but, or, or political press in terms of in, in addition to, and they were talking about how the press screening of game change in Los Angeles with the entertainment press played like a comedy mm-hmm. in DC. It played with not a single laugh yeah, in sure. the entire movie. Yeah. Uh, it was like a horror movie. <laughs> probably about right. Um, um, I found that very interesting. And then, I, uh, Jay Roach also before that, um, did recount, which was also, right. um, same screenwriter. Um, and that that's, I guess not really a campaign because it takes place after the campaign, but it's still, yeah. Campaign related. It's yeah. Yeah. But you're not seeing like, I'm sure there are still plenty of back, you know, behind the scenes stuff going on there, but it's not exactly the same, uh, mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, neither one is a, is a bad movie. I think game change is the better movie. Okay. Uh, so I do want to, this is a TV show. And if I open that up, then like that opens up way more, but I did want to talk about seasons six and seven of the West wing. Okay. Sorkin is not involved at that point. And so, and you know, season two is a, is has a campaign in it for Uh reelection. Um, but season six is about primaries. And once again, you've got like, Oh, some really great, uh, character actors. Uh, you've got, uh, Alan Alda, uh, Don Davis, uh, who's major Briggs from, uh, twin peaks. Oh yeah. Um, who has since passed away. Yes, he has. Uh, and then 
you know, Tim Matheson is in there, Ed O'Neill, uh, uh, Gary Cole and Jimmy Smith. So like, just like some really, some really fun actors. They, you know, really sink their teeth, their teeth into the roles. Um, but, uh, and what's interesting. So season six and then seven is the general campaign between Jimmy Smith's and Alan Alda and Alan Alda. A lot is made about his age. And so there's this, there's an episode devoted to him and like him trying to like hide aspects of his age. And one thing is that like he has shaken so many hands that like his, his right hand is kind of chapped. And after a while, like, uh, like the bones in his hands are kind of cracked a little bit. So he has to wear like a temporary cast and then like two years later, so that was like 2006, 2007, two years later, uh, Jen and I were looking at, we're looking at like a magazine, like a time magazine that was like with, uh, John and Cindy McCain and he was wearing oh, wow. that kind of thing. And the Alan Alda character was sort of inspired by John McCain specifically. And so, cause he was sort of, you know, this maverick type within the party. Um, and so stuff like that. And then the idea that like, you've got this maverick character versus like the first minority, uh, in Jimmy Smith's and then, uh, Jimmy Smith, which is funny in a meta way because Martin Sheen is the team. Exa- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they play up him being like super Irish in the show. Yeah. Uh, but then you have, uh, you have Jimmy Smith's, he wins and then he actually makes Alan Alda his secretary of state, which, Barack Obama did with Hillary Clinton, his <laughs> yeah. former opponent. And there are, there are a couple others that were kind of crazy. Yeah, that I, was, way. I was reading today that the, the Democratic candidates are not shaking hands uh, because of the sure. coronavirus. Sure. Uh, but speaking of, you got me a great segue here. Speaking okay. of Martin Sheen, uh, we, 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 uh, I failed to address the dead zone yeah. earlier, which, uh, which is the most over the top, delightful Martin Sheen I've ever I, seen. I remember I'm going to quote myself uh, from a previous movie journal. Cause I rewatched the dead zone within the last few years. And I remember saying that, uh, even when one of his campaign ads or, or speeches is on the TV mm-hmm. in, in a scene, he's still stealing the scene. Oh yeah. He's, uh, he, yeah, he's way over the top of the movie in a way that is delightful. It's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a wonderful performance that I, um, really appreciate now. Cause when I first saw the first time I saw the dead zone, I was maybe like 17 years old mm-hmm. and, uh, I was like, this is lesser, Cronenberg and maybe it still is lesser uh Cronenberg or lesser uh Stephen King adaptation but I feel like it's more um, it's you could say it's lesser it's definitely more accessible Cronenberg I, I I really like it now yeah um I really like the 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 scenery chewing from Martin Sheen yeah. and from uh and from Christopher Walken yeah. but they both go big a lot in the movie did you ever see the SNL sketch uh with him and it was called like a uh, trivial psychic and essentially uh like he touches someone and he can see the future but it's nothing important <laughs> so it's just like he goes oh there will be traffic you know or something like that oh that's right or like yeah, he says like don't take the the freeway home why am yeah. I getting an accident no there's gonna be traffic yeah and then one is just like oh you're gonna be eating a a bowl of pistachios and then there will be one nut that just like is just so like rotten or something it's just like it doesn't matter at all but he plays it like it were the end of the world um okay i'm almost at the end of my list there's while we're in the horror uh category okay i'll talk about um the purge election year 
Oh, uh, okay. I didn't see it. Uh, which is a movie in which um, an anti-purge candidate is because the purge is run by. Have you seen any purge movies? Right? No, I okay. haven't. So the purge is run by the poli- the political party in charge, and so there's a candidate uh, played by uh, is it Elizabeth Mitchell? No, I can't remember who it is. Um, is running on an anti-purge uh, uh, platform, yeah. and so the powers that be try to essentially have her assassinated on purge yeah. night. Um, even though, well, yeah, that's right. They lift the rules because one of the rules, the few rules of the purge, is that um, politicians are off limits. That the purge does not make political assassinations yeah. illegal. You'll still be charged, but they lift that rule yeah. in a very you know, bold, you know, uh, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Bald faced, uh, attempt to, but then does, does anybody go after them? Um, yeah, eventually. Oh, okay. But mostly, um, uh, it's about Frank Grillo, who was the star of the second movie, Mm. uh, the purge anarchy. Is that right? Anarchy, which is the best one. Um, he, they liked him so much, I guess in the second one, they brought him back. Um, because he's like a, uh, security consultant or whatever. So mm-hmm. he has to keep her alive during the purge. Oh, it's um, like 16 blocks. Uh, yeah, it is. It's a, it, I, I like, uh, all the purge movies to varying. Uh, the first one's the weakest one. I like them all to, to varying extents. Um, election year is probably my second favorite. It goes two, three, four, one for me. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, all right. so, uh, um, I don't have a, then, Oh, go ahead. Uh, this is not a horror movie, but uh, Widows is also a campaign. Movie. Oh yeah, it is. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a film from two thousand nine. No, okay. it might be eleven. It's the Ides of March. I never saw that. That is twenty eleven though. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's not a bad movie. It's I'll say this. Okay. <laughs> when I was in high school, I wrote a, a screenplay about political corruption called The Model Citizen. I've probably talked about it before. Um, you know, it was a feature-length screenplay, and uh, it it was probably about as insightful about political corruption as a 17-year-old could be, <laughs> and, you know, a lot of monologues, a lot of speechifying, and, and that kind of thing. Uh, I was uh, probably heavily influenced by the not-very-good-movie True Colors, which I think is also a campaign film, but I don't remember anything about it. Um I can't, or maybe it was city. Maybe it was city hall. I think they're both actually campaign movies. True Colors is James Spader. Yes, and yeah. John Cusack. And John Cusack. City Hall is Pacino and John Cusack. I think. Oh, okay, but also Danny Aiello is yes. in. Is in. Uh, I've City Hall. I think. City Hall. It's yeah. such an unmemorable title that I literally yeah. forgot from one sentence to the next. Uh, what yeah. the name of the movie is? I've seen them both. Yeah. Yeah. I, Neither yeah, of them are particularly memorable, yeah. except I think. Uh, isn't Danny Aylo's character in city hall, a big fan of musicals. Isn't that like, a, that's like his like character quirk. I don't Is remember. That he's into like Rogers and Hammerstein or something. Not that I recall. You're thinking of uh, Danny DeVito from drowning Mona. <laughs> Which yeah. is actually true. He does like musicals in that movie. Um, anyway, my whole point is that, uh, the, the script that I wrote, uh, I was reminded of it when I saw the Ides of March, oh, okay. um, which speaks in very broad terms and you have characters, you know, musing on the idea of corruption and doing anything to win. And if it weren't for such a good cast, 
that includes George Clooney, Ryan Phillippe, uh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Paul Giamatti, and and several others. Um, if it weren't for that cast, uh, I think the and it's and it's shot pretty well uh, as well. Um, then I think the the it just would have been extremely eye rolling. As it is, it's fine. You know, uh, it's a fine movie with some good performances. I think the script was actually nominated for best screenplay that year. Mm. Ryan uh, Gosling, you said Philippi. Oh, right. Sorry, yeah, Ryan Gosling. I don't know why on earth would Ryan Philippi be in my mind instead of Ryan Gosling. One is the bigger star at this point. Um, but yeah, uh, it's 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 a fine movie, and I think it definitely gives the. Just as my script would have, it gives its uh, actors like a lot to really, really chew on. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 like the it's the bad version of of yeah. what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> do you ever have like? Because uh, I never saw the ads of March, but I knew when you said. 2009 or 2011, I knew immediately it was a 2011 movie, and I'll tell you why. Okay. For dumb reasons. But you have these weird associations in your mind, right? Mm-hmm. So my the company I work for, we relocated our office. I, mean, I, I say we. I didn't have anything. I just went along with it. Yeah. But from Century City to Beverly Hills, where we are now, in August of 2011. And I remember getting to know the neighborhood in Beverly Hills and knowing, like, to get to the Subway sandwich shop and make a right after this bus stop. And the bus stop ad was the ads of March. And so yeah. I always associate, I knew exactly that it was like, yeah, that was a probably September, October, 2011 release because I remember that, uh, <laughs> that, that poster being near my, my it's a office. good poster. Uh, it's, is it? I mean, I think it's, a it's a good concept clever. for a poster. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, all right. And then, uh, I think the only m- movie I have left that, I can't believe we haven't addressed yet. I've, I've talked about all the ones on mine. Well, I can't believe this because you love this movie and I love this movie. Okay. How could you forget Batman Returns? You know what? You got me there. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, you know is, what? And the campaign, campaign is like, I've seen that movie like because I would watch it uh, in my class when talking about uh, like uh, auteur, uh, authorship. Um I've seen it a fair amount. And one thing that I don't think I quite realize, and it's the same with the first Batman, by the way, is like, there are like five stories in here. <laughs> like it's, it's crazy. Penguin has like three or four different schemes. And the, right. the mayoral one isn't even his. It's, it's uh, uh Watkins. Right. Um, and then when that's over, it's like, all right, Guess it's time to steal all the uh, firstborn. Oh, that didn't work. All right, time to arm my penguins and blow. So- like it's he just has all these contingency plans. Well, the thing I remember from our Batman commentaries mm-hmm. available to Patreon subscribers uh, at the Admiral level, right? Uh, yes, it, or just available for purchase at BattleshipRetention dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, click on the banner. Um, uh, or on the store yeah. uh, uh, link. Anyway, uh, the thing I remember from it, our our Batman commentaries is noting that Batman Returns is a Batman movie where there's like there's like half an hour straight that Batman isn't even in. There's a long stretch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, I th- and they definitely like people con- noted that. And so like when Batman Returns came along, like, sorry, Batman Forever came along, it was it was you can just you could just see the studio notes, uh-huh. which is like. 
this movie's too ugly. It might as well be black and white, and we don't see a lot of Batman. And so it's just like, all right, let's have some very good-looking uh, people, and yeah. let's have it be the essence of color. And uh, it's going to be—it's not going to be nearly as bleak. Yeah. And we're going to see a lot of Batman. Um, yeah, I love Batman Returns. Me too. And it's the, a good place to wrap up. Yeah, and and there we have like the old-time idea of—it's like. I don't like what this candidate's saying. Time to throw tomatoes and cabbage and eggs. <laughs> yeah, <that's> you right. <laughs> know, very old timey in that way. We should do that now. That, you know what? I agree. If that, if that lady had, instead of jumping up on stage, uh, you saw that, the, yeah, the yeah. Biden thing, yeah. like she should have, she should have thrown a tomato at him. Or all the, uh, the African American voters that like stood up and turned their backs to Bloomberg. Like, uh, Ooh, here we go. It's just like, you're going to throw these ads at us everywhere we look. We've got something to throw at you. <laughs> Or what if, what if uh, L.A. County um, District Attorney Jackie Lacey's husband, instead of yeah. pulling a gun on protesters, yeah. just opened up his front door and, and threw some rotten cabbage at them? I do think the protesters, for a moment, would just be stunned in silence. <laughs> They'd be like, did that guy just throw cabbage on us? <laughs> I think if we all had like super soakers, uh, just with regular water, you know, sure. uh, nothing gross. Uh, I, and we just like someone's saying something we don't like, or we're saying, you know, it's just a good way to like chasing somebody and be like, you know, come on. Yeah. You can do better. All right. Um, well, that's it. Uh, you can find us at battleship pretension.com. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, uh, let's see what's going on, on the website right now. Oh, uh, Alexander, uh, or sorry, Alexander Miller is his writing name. He yeah. just goes by Alex. Yeah. Alex did a, a video of what he considers the top 10 movie shootouts of all time. It was mm-hmm. really fun. Um, uh, I reviewed, uh, the film movement classics release of passport to Pimlico and some theatrical releases, young Ahmed and, uh, come and see, which is a 1985 movie that's been restored and is, is, is playing in, in theaters. Uh, that's all available at battleship You can email us at David at battleship or Tyler at battleship You can follow me, David on Twitter at Davy pretension. You can follow Tyler on Twitter at Tyler pretension. Anything else to plug this week? Yeah. Uh, so more than one lesson. Ty. Does anyone call you Ty? Uh, I try to av- I try to avoid it. There's only one person that's currently in my life that calls me Ty, and that's Mike Schmidt. Um, yeah. He calls you Dave. He calls me Ty. Yeah, plenty of people call me Dave. I don't. I don't okay. I don't really. Uh, I don't really mind anymore like I used to. And some people actually call me Davy because my wife calls me sure. Davy, and so her friends yeah. don't know that it's like a pet name. Yeah, and just be like, so Davy, <laughs> like it always sounds weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they sounded very proper. So, Davey, let me ask you this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, at morethanonelesson.com, uh, there are a number of uh, review, written reviews, uh, none by me, unfortunately, but uh, there's a, a review of VFW. There's oh. a review of Onward. And, by the way, my review of Onward is at battleshippretension.com by the time this posts. I uh, didn't like it, so I... Started it completely over, which is... You didn't like your review. I didn't like my review. Yeah. No, I love the movie. Yeah, I know. Um, but, uh, so yeah, you can find that at morethanonelesson.com. And I will now say, if you're interested, you can go to Faith Life TV. My documentary, Real Redemption, is available. Uh, it's 86 minutes long, and it's about the contentious relationship between Hollywood and the church. Um, and, uh, yeah, they have a, a, an option where you can get two weeks free. 
So if you want to check that out, uh, you can go ahead and sign up and then watch it and then cancel your subscription immediately if you don't want to subscribe to a Christian uh, streaming platform. Um, but uh, yeah, so do check it out. I'm kind of proud of it. Uh, it was... I, I can't say this without smiling and not necessarily as a function of pride um, that uh, at the International Christian Film Festival, uh, the documentary is an official selection and I have been nominated for best director. Yeah, thank you. Uh, the reason I laugh is because it's just like invariably, whether it be getting the the acting scholarship from the bald knobbers down in southern Missouri or now being right. nominated at the ICFF, like all of these things that I bald knobbers. Yeah, all these things that I look at sort of with have looked at like with scorn or at least some level of mockery. I'm now involved in them or linked to them in some way. And uh, so, yeah. And now Um, and the other thing, by the way, is uh, on a on a somewhat recent uh, Patreon, uh, you and I made available at Patreon dot com slash battleship. That's the one. That's the one. Yes. Is that right? That's correct. Um, Join. Yeah, you get all kinds of stuff, including this week we did. Uh, we talked about the TV we've been watching. Talked a little about Shit's Creek. If you're a Shit's Creek head, hey, there you then, go. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but on a recent uh, uh, sort of a Oscar trivia episode, you and I made a pact that if we ever win an award, oh, right. we have to we have to lead off our thanks with Paul Goebel. Yeah. And look, if I win this, not that it's televised, yeah. uh, but if I win this, I'm leading off with Paul Goebel. And you know what? Maybe I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. I got to check out that VFW review because I really want to see VFW because uh, it looks interesting and fun, but also yeah. because, and I can't remember if this was on mic or off mic, on my letterbox stats for 2020, mm-hmm. because I've watched both The Climb and I Lost My Body, mm-hmm. George Went is on my most watched <laughs> actors of the year. So I feel like I need to see VFW just to yeah, keep him up there exactly you know yeah yeah uh but yeah so i'm if you want to check out real redemption it would definitely help because the more clicks it gets the more likely it is that i'll be able to do another one of these and i have one in mind um Ooh. so yeah uh so check that out at uh, faith life tv all right so check out the patreon and also for this podcast you know like rate review it review it on itunes i know yeah sure i always feel like dumb but it helps it's good yeah. for us if you review it on itunes um And uh, thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet. 